passion, talent, influence. That's what we're here to recognize. A movement that lives right in our own backyard. Southwest Florida. So put your glasses up. Let's give a toast. Toast to the innovators. Toast to the creators. Toast to the go-getters. The people who wake up every day with a passion to create. Not for themselves, but for the benefit of the community. A community that has no limits. So let's kick back and toast to the good fellas. Buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Southwest Florida and those listening around the nation. It's your boy, Alan. And it's your boy, Nicholas. I was a little late there. <laughs> yeah, bro, for a second I thought, for a second I thought the screen froze or something, bro. Like, like, nah, bro, it was just, it, it was just I was gonna, me. I was going to end the meeting, go back. And <laughs> it was just me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what it do, bro? What it do? Nah, Man, just trying to, you know, stay safe in these streets. <laughs> Yo, but it, yeah, man, virus sounds like a gang. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty sta- it's pretty stagnant right now. Well, no, it's not stagnant. I mean, it's still increasing in numbers, but I mean, you figured that mm-hmm. that's going to happen with this type of disease, you know how if it spreads so mm-hmm. easily like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. up the country and everything like that, it's just going to be mm-hmm. um I mean, I don't know. I mean, no, no one's, no one knows what to do, bro. Not even the government. So <laughs> we just got, we got to like do our best to kind of make the best out of Stay any inside. situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Facts. But yeah, man. Um, you ever seen? You seen the show Jimmy Neutron when you were growing up? Of course. Mm-hmm. Remember when they go to space and they find these rubies and he's like Ruby Madness, Ruby Madness. Remember that? Yeah, Probably yeah, don't. I remember that. But, that, that's how I feel this coronavirus is making everybody go insane at home. Mm-hmm. It's like corona madness. So that's what, yeah, I've been saying that shit all week. Corona madness. Corona madness. Oh all week. I like I like, yeah, I like everybody. Yeah, I like I like Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron was dope. Mm-hmm. You know, um my favorite was probably SpongeBob. I like the fairly odd parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are classics, bro. Classics. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's get into our guest because she's patiently waiting to be introduced, and we have a great one. Yeah, here man, she's gonna put us like in a virtual the- headlock if we don't. She's <laughs> uh, gonna we, cause me to glitch. This is this is number fifteen. <laughs> who who we got, Nick? Who we got? So we want to welcome Taylor Grant. She's a fellow FGCU alumni and the author of the book "The Birthing of a Promise." An appointed Kairos moment, and I probably butchered that, but she will definitely correct me. How you doing? No, Taylor? I'm awesome. I'm great. Thank you for introducing me. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. And you actually didn't butcher it. A lot of people, some people say Kairos, <laughs> some people say Kairos, um, but yeah, you didn't butcher it. <laughs> I I just pronounced it as Ka- as Kai because Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z taught me better than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some people say Kairos, some people say Kairos, but it's just a, a word that means like it's an, an, an appointed time for something, like when something is specifically supposed to happen. Okay, okay. So last time we talked, um, you were doing your master's program at FGCU. You graduated, correct? I did, yeah. I graduated in May of 2019. Uh, I did my master's in uh, social work, so I'm in the field of social work now. How do you like that field specifically? Do you feel like it's everything you could dream of and more? 
Um, I love it, honestly. I never, I didn't think that I would be in this field because I started off, um, I did my undergrad in psychology. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't really know that I would be doing this field. Um, but I, I feel like it found me instead of me finding it. Like it just definitely found me. And so um, once, once I actually got into it, it just, it became something that I definitely loved and just kind of grew on me. It's no, yeah. I was going to say, um, it's crazy how that works, right? Because mm-hmm. I graduated with my degree in finance. Mm-hmm. Currently, I do, I work right now. Well, I work within finance, but I don't work in finance. I work mm-hmm. in like HR, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's crazy how like, how you, how stuff comes to you, like how the podcast mm-hmm. comes to Nick and I. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just literally just living life, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like nothing that I searched for. <laughs> mm-hmm. just, like I had no idea. If you were to ask me, like, even a year ago today, a year ago today, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'd be sitting down here with you. I'd be like, what? I'd be, <laughs> I'd be dazed and confused, like a deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, that's like the best part too. Is just like when things just, you know, you kind of just follow along the path that you're supposed to be on. Like, I think that's like the best part. And then it's almost as if, like, how did I get here? But honestly, like, you were meant to be here. So I think that's the great part about it. So, Taylor, where are you from originally? Um, I'm originally from, I was born in Miami, Florida. Um, I grew up in Broward uh, in, like, the Hollywood area. Um, mm-hmm. Went to high school, middle and high school in Broward. And then I moved to Fort, uh, Fort Myers um, after high school and have kind of been up here ever since. Mm-hmm. you love it here i can tell i can tell you love it by the way you you, know, you said it so <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i'm still here so i'm still here so there's something that i like about it uh, definitely yeah it's a little bit different than like you know uh on the east coast a little bit more slower pace but i enjoy it i just didn't think that i would still be here for as long as i was you know but mm-hmm. i'm still here but i like it well, what's feel, a place that I you feel like fort myers good What's a place what happened? Go to? What's a place that you would go to if um if you would ever move out of here? You know what? I would say Georgia. I think Georgia is like the perfect place because it's it's not first of all it's not too hot, it's not too cold, you know. It's I'm not really a fan of like snow or anything like that in Georgia. Georgia's popping like as far yeah, as like perfect. entrepreneurship wise, as far as like um spiritually like there, there's just so much going on in, in Georgia I just feel like it's just like a rich place to be so probably Georgia so I'd, I'd assume that's Atlanta right um yeah or maybe like on the outskirts of like Atlanta okay. somewhere mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah makes sense mm-hmm. makes sense yeah I, I know Georgia is really good too like I'm like I like real estate mm-hmm. too so like the real estate mm-hmm. market in Georgia is really really good so I, I've been mm-hmm. curious about it as well but that yeah that's a I yeah like that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I was only able to drive through Georgia and through Atlanta, but I didn't really get to stay there and, and soak it in. But you mm-hmm. know, everything I hear about, you know, Atlanta and Georgia, just nothing but good things. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they're countryside and they got their city side, you know, and mm-hmm. the suburbs. So it's just mm-hmm. basically the same. So yeah. You, so you mentioned entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. that how it's thriving out there so yeah everybody like kind of like what you're doing now and because you really have a, you have a really cool story that you know that we want to know mm-hmm. about as well and we want our mm-hmm. viewers to know about so I was wondering if you could just tell them a little bit about yourself and like what you're doing mm-hmm. right now yeah okay so um like I said I 
started out um, in FGCU, graduated um, with my bachelor's in 2013 um, in psychology, and then I went for my master's in social work, graduated in 2017, I'm sorry, in 2019. Um, and during that time, I kind of feel like I was kind of drawn a little bit more into the entrepreneurial side of different things. And so um, I do quite a few things. I have a, um, I'll, I'll just start with this. Like my goal in everything that I do is to encourage and motivate people to one, become the best versions of themselves that they can be. Um, I would consider myself a person who just definitely, I'm always trying to better myself. And I just strive to help better, you know, help people better themselves. And so that's just like my overall goal. So in everything, whether it's through my YouTube channel, whether it's through social media, whether it's through uh, writing and different things, my goal is just to empower and encourage people to um, just be the best people that they can, you know, be in life. And so I recently started a YouTube channel. So I, I started that probably about the same time that I started writing my, my book. Um, I'm a uh what did they call it I don't even know this all these fancy names okay I published a book and they call it like first time off okay whatever okay yeah I published a book and so around that same time that was when I kind of like started my YouTube channel um I would consider myself an entrepreneur as well I have a a consulting um business called a uh, leap which stands for the life enrichment and empowerment program and what I do is I host different workshops in different places um whether it's like in different organizations, I recently put on a workshop for teens on teen depression and really just educating them on like what it is, how to cope with it, knowing the triggers and um, how to treat it. Um, so I just kind of do like different workshops and stuff, whether I'm educating people on spiritual topics um, within the Christian community or whether I'm educating people on um, mental health, you know, how to better themselves mentally, emotionally, psychologically. Um, I just believe in wellness like from a holistic standpoint especially from you know just from all sides so that's a little bit about just what I do you also mentioned that you're you're a therapist yeah yes um so with my background in social work it allowed me to become a clinical social worker which allows me to be a therapist and so I work with my background I've worked with um primarily with children in the child welfare system, children who are um, in the foster care system. And so I, my, the population that I primarily work with are children and teens who are, um, who have been, you know, removed from their homes and who are work, who are um, in the, like who have been adopted or in foster care and things like that. I work with other clients too, but primarily um, those, that population. Uh have you had any like big challenges within those roles that you could speak on? Like, for example, like I know Alan, um, he dabbles in entrepreneurship and I'm sure you've taken a bunch of classes in it as well and during your finance degree. But a lot of challenges that entrepreneurs get is basically getting over that hump of, you know, finding exactly what they want to do and then, you know, just going for it. What kind of motivated you to just go for it honestly there's a lot of different challenges within entrepreneurship but I think that once people get going once people get take that initial step and they get their foot like in the ground it's so much easier to run with it so I think that the biggest challenge for me was fear honestly I think that entrepreneurship is mostly a 
psychological thing um, more than anything. And I think that if you can prepare yourself mentally, then you can do what you need to do in order. Everything else is going to kind of fall in place. Um, and so I think that the biggest challenge for me was was fear, honestly, because it's almost like I had these different ideas for years, like just years, um, and I never really felt confident enough to kind of like step out and do them. Um, but once I actually uh, got the confidence to do it, it was so much easier, you know? Um, so I think one of the biggest challenges, like if you can overcome the fear to step out and do um, whatever God is telling you to do, not doubt yourself, not doubt God, then then you've already took the first step, honestly. That's the biggest, most important step because everything else will fall into place, like whether whether that's the finances, whether that is the resources, like God will send people alongside of you to help you don't worry about okay how am I going to get the money for this no if God is calling you to do something like he'll send he'll give you the money he'll give you the resources to get started you know he'll send the people that that you need to partner with to you know get the job done but essentially I think the biggest challenge is like just for me personally and I think honestly for a lot of people is just self-doubt is it's the feeling of like okay am I qualified to do this am I qualified to start this business am I qualified to write this book am I qualified to you know create this podcast am I qualified to go out and talk to these this group of uh, this you know these people or these children it's like that different thing and I think like I said once you overcome that fear um that initial uh, self-doubt then honestly you're going to take off mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard you say you mentioned God a lot so mm-hmm. I assume that you would you consider yourself a diehard Christian or woman of faith? Yeah, absolutely. I would say um, I'm a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, um, and my faith has definitely played a a big role in who I am. Um, I grew up a Christian, um, <laughs> and it's just it's just who I am. It's just a part of me, um, one of my strongest values and one of my strongest belief systems because apart from like God is in me and I'm, you know, he's a part of me. So if you take out God, it's just like, there's no Taylor. Like that's, I take it very, very, you know, seriously. So I'm very, mm-hmm. it's something that I'm very, very passionate about. Got it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. In terms of your new book, the birthing of a promise, what mm-hmm. kind of motivated you to start writing and create this book? Oh man, it was a, it was a process. It was a process. Um, it started when I knew that I needed to, okay, well, I think, like I said, being the spiritual person that I am, God will talk to, he talks to people in different ways, in different ways that they know how to hear and and ways that they know how to respond. And so I would say back in 2016, um, God had been, you know, just talking to me about writing a book and, and different things like that. But again, I was still kind of stuck in like, you know, just fear and not really knowing. So fast forward to 2019, honestly, it got to the point where I just couldn't put it off anymore, pretty much. It was, it got to the point where I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, when you're driving in a car and, you know, it's time to change your tires. And if you keep mm-hmm. on driving, they're going to pop. That's literally how I felt. Like, I felt like mm-hmm. when God is telling you to do something and if you com- you continue to avoid it, you continue, it's like, it just feels weight. Like it feels, it's weighty. It's really, really heavy on you. And so it got to the point where I couldn't handle the weight anymore because when I go to sleep, I'm just like, I hear God saying, you need to do this, you need to do this. Um, when I wake up, I'm going to work every day and God is saying, you need to do this, you need to do this, you know? And so it was just like, 
a nonstop, a never ending, um, I guess you, I don't know what, what you would call it. It's just like a, a, an unction, I guess, for when God tells you to do something, it's just really, really weighty. And so that's how I actually ended up doing it was not only that, but I started to understand the seriousness of doing it um, and the, and the, the importance of doing it because whenever God is telling you to do something like it's not just for you, you know, there's someone else on the other side that needs your encouragement, that needs your, to hear your story or that needs whatever it is that you have. And so it kind of just got to the point where I was like, okay, God, like, what do I write about? And it kind of was an obvious answer because I love to encourage people. So the book is, and I have it here with me, it's, uh, it's just kind of like a, um, a 30 day devotional. And then it also has like different, you know, reflection questions as well for people to kind of go through. And so I was like, okay, a devotional book seems like kind of like the most obvious thing to do. Cause I, like I said, I love to encourage people, but I definitely like to encourage people from my own, my own experiences, experiences that I've overcome, because that's how people will connect with you the most. You can't really encourage people from a place that you don't even know, like, you know, so it, it you connect with people from your, your own authenticity. So that was, a, uh, did I answer your question? Cause I just kind of felt like I was just talking. No, that, that was very, <laughs> that was very clear. So how, okay. so, yeah. So how would that really apply to somebody right now dealing with the um, craziness of the coronavirus right now in today's mm-hmm. age, you know, mm-hmm. how would you, how would you like, how would you approach how somebody like that? How do, how do they deal mm-hmm. with craziness? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean exactly? I want to make sure I understand your question. So basically if, you know, with all this going around, like with the media, just, um, promoting was well, not promoting, but like the, the facts show that, you know, a lot of people have, you know, died from coronavirus and have been affected from coronavirus. So it's adding a lot of stress to people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's unmotivating people. It's mm-hmm. um, people are losing jobs. You know, there's mm-hmm. the unemployment mm-hmm. rate in the United States has been at an all time high. Mm-hmm. So, how does somebody cope with that? How would you, what advice would you give them? How, you know, would you go and like tell them to have more faith in God? And, you know, even if they're not Christian, you know, they're mm-hmm. not really a Christian, you know, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, and are you talking about like on the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial side of things or just in general, just in a general sense? Really, really, really both both um i guess i'll start off from more of like the entrepreneurial side is that i guess this is a time where a lot of people um i guess with everything kind of just being still and people being you know kind of like still and not moving and going here and there um i think this would be a perfect time for anyone to you know do whatever it is that god has called them to do because they people now have i guess God has kind of made it so that people have, you know, some of their time is like more freed up. And so people have more time to write a business plan. People have more time to, you know, just do those things that they want to do. And so this is definitely a time that I feel like to take advantage. And I could even encourage someone that maybe they lost a job or something. Maybe you lost a job, but maybe God also told you to start a business. Like this could be the time where you're not depending on your job so much for the for that financial stability. Remember that God is your source and God is your provider. And as you move forward, you know, he'll continue to provide. So maybe this is God has you right in that place where he wants you so that you can do what he wants you to do. As far as general encouragement um, for anyone who is just really anxious or fearful about the coronavirus, I would 
just continue to say um that's a tough one I would I think practical I'll start with practical practical advice is um to continue to follow the guidelines that the government has put in place so whether that is social distancing um whether that is you know not gathering around certain people and you know continue to do that um another thing is as a believer I think to try to not I have different advice from, from different standpoints, I guess. I'll go with the spiritual part, but the spiritual is to not, try to not allow fear to grip you. Um, try to not allow fear to paralyze you or anxiety or anything to paralyze you, but just to continue to believe and trust God that, that he is in control of the situation. We don't know what will happen, but listen, like God will provide whatever resource that you need. Um, as far as, you know, health and everything like that, uh, continue to just trust and believe God and know that he's not far away from the situation. He knows exactly what is happening. As far as like a mental and psychological um, advice I would give is that, listen, if, if this pandemic has really caused you to be in a place of uh, whether that's frustration, increased frustration, increased anxiety, increased depression from just like being home all the time, you're losing your social context, I would say this could be a time to seek uh, mental attention, seek um, psychological attention because reach out to maybe this could be a time where you're able to start counseling. Um, there's a lot of different organizations that are still practicing and they're still practicing uh, over, you know, like um, digital, digital formats. And so that mm -hmm. kind of would be my advice. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think you hit like every part of that question and that's awesome. Like the practicality mm -hmm. of it as well as, you know, just the general sense. Cause I know there's a lot of people who are, would be, damn, I just lost my job. I don't know what mm -hmm. to do as a social yeah. income. And then they would just freak out for like weeks instead of, mm -hmm. you know, trying to take a deep breath and like focus on a game plan and look at the positive things. Mm -hmm. And you, you mentioned that you have uh, reflection questions built into your book. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that these reflection questions, they are, you know, tied in with, you know, positivity to help you kind of look at the positive mm -hmm. side of things, as well as, yeah. you know, the actual um, uh, practical things that are going on right now. Mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, well, the reflection questions more so help the reader to like practically apply the devotion. So when reading the book, the book, I don't just want people to like read it, okay, read it, done, check, let me go about my day, but I want people to like really dig into what was written and really sit and meditate on it and think about it mm -hmm. and connect this to their to their life and really mm -hmm. ask themselves like hey how can i apply this what did this message you know speak to me mm -hmm. that's an interesting format especially for you know a book because most people when mm -hmm. they want to go you know buy a book they, mm -hmm. they just want to read it and you know get it over yeah. with, get the information mm -hmm. and get it over with with this one you right, kind of right. have to you know like work through it you can't just read it like you yeah. said before and that's really I, interesting yeah it's not it's I, not I, your I, typical curious george or yeah or clifford the dog you're not gonna get any of that yeah 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 she's gonna, no. she's gonna say you straight okay yeah yeah i think it just comes from like i said there's so many different facets of me like from the spiritual side to also the therapeutic side so me like i'm naturally a reflective person and i naturally like i said I motivate myself to be better in different areas. And because I motivate myself, I also motivate others to, to be their best. And so mm -hmm. you can't have one without the other. Like, how would I look if I'm trying to motivate people to be their best and I can't, I'm not doing that within myself. And so it comes natural. I guess maybe it could be the mm -hmm. therapeutic side of me that I'm always digging deeper. I'm always trying to reflect. I'm always trying to ask myself, okay, how can I be better? 
how can I be a better person, not just for myself, but for the people that are around me? And so I think that's kind of where the reflection questions came in, because I really want people to dig deep and, and look within the side of themselves and say, hey, how can I really become the person that God wants me to be? And I feel like a lot of people in Southwest Florida, at least, they can definitely use that, you know, that mm -hmm. advice and that, that, that ability to, you know, work through those um, reflection questions, because I feel like mm -hmm. this particular area is rich with a lot of people who are, want to do, you know, good things that want to create and yeah. um, they just may be stuck or maybe, you mm -hmm. know, they might be scared or maybe, you know, don't have that much faith in themselves at the moment. And I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, having mm -hmm. a tool like your book would definitely mm -hmm. allow somebody to be able to, you know, uh, really ask themselves and dig deeper, maybe go apply mm -hmm. their faith a little bit more. Alan, you yeah, want to say something? Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask a question. Uh, I'm sure since you went to FGCU and you've mm -hmm. been around the area for a long time, I'm sure you know about the street preacher. The sorry, the street preacher. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, so what do you what do you think about the street preacher? Mm hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> what do I think about it? Um. Hmm. That's a really, that's a good question. Uh, let me gather my thoughts on that. Yeah, no, no. It, it's, I, I, I could tell you, I could, I could just so you, you could think about it. Let me just give yeah. you my opinion on it. I yes. feel yes. like this guy, this guy, I, I personally think just straight up, I think he's a jackass. Mm -hmm. He's a jackass, to be honest. <laughs> because mm -hmm. how are you going to preach about God when you mm. are just like, demeaning people and just mm. really like criticizing and you know um yeah just criticizing people and talking negatively about them mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. that's i'm sure god doesn't want that right so for mm. him to be in a freaking bullhorn yelling all these things i feel is just blasphemy so mm. um, but then again he can have like a mental i understand he can be like a have a mental issue you know mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. at the same time um I, I just I, I don't agree with anything this this man has to say. And, mm -hmm. and if he's coming off that way, I feel like tone matters as well. I think the way you say something really impacts how somebody takes it. Um, mm -hmm. So because maybe his message can be delivered a lot better if you didn't have a bullhorn or if he wasn't yelling or saying mm -hmm. crazy shit about people. But mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the fact that he does, you know, is just a little um, it's a little crazy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. and, you know mm -hmm. I don't know I just want your point of view on it hmm. I think I, I guess as you were talking I think um, I don't know I just feel like it's important for people to get to, to know God for themselves mm -hmm. you know to understand God for themselves um, and I guess I say that because hmm I don't know. This is a really hard question because I, I, I guess for me, I don't really want to say that someone is right or that someone is wrong for, for, for it. You know, I, I just think that it's important to know God for yourself and to know like how God feels about certain things and, and what he wants more than anything. Um, I don't know. I don't think I, I guess to answer your question, I don't, I don't really feel that it's my place to to point and put an opinion on anyone and say, Hey, what you're doing is wrong or what you're doing is right. That's, that's I guess that's, that's I guess that's how I feel. And that's I don't, fair. I don't really have an opinion, honestly, if I can be I, honest. I, I, I need to do better. <laughs> I need to be like you where I just don't. I, 
I don't. I just <laughs> don't. don't. Yeah. About him. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I would just. Opinion. I would walk by. I would walk right by him, ignore him, because I know that mm-hmm. he's not affecting. Yeah, I don't say. I don't say anything. I don't say. I don't say anything to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just I, whatever. But I guess I will say this though. If anyone here's this, what I will say. If anybody has found themselves ever offended by anything that, and this is not even him, this is just by anything that anyone has done, then it's our job individually to go to that person to talk, you know, to try to, you know, and that might be a big stretch because you might feel like, hey, I don't even know this person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think obviously in that context, I think in that context, someone would be open to having a conversation, especially if they're, you know, trying to, if they're giving you their thoughts on something. And so I think in everything, uh, the most important thing is, is if someone, if you feel that maybe someone has offended you on certain things um, to really just respond in love and to, you know, talk with that person. I don't really have, I don't, I want to stray away from saying, you know what, that's absolutely wrong or that's absolutely right. I honestly just, I don't have an opinion on it. So Taylor, I know with your new book out, um, Southwest Florida is a community that, you know, is willing to support your book because I know Mm -hmm. everything people do here in this community, like, it's like ride or die type of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Support one another. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you and see if we can get get you on here because Mm -hmm. I really think that this book is a big deal because I don't know anybody around like our age that's, you know, writing books right now, at least. Yeah. You, Alan? Mm -hmm. No, no. I mean, I listen. I listen to and I read books, but I'm not writing it. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to go about writing a book. I'll just like, mm-hmm. I, like, I, yeah. I want to know. I want. I actually want to know actually the process of like writing exactly, books because mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like somebody doesn't just doesn't go and sit down and write or just type away. They gotta mm-hmm. have like a team, but I'm not sure. I don't know. They do. Yeah, okay. it's a whole process. <laughs> For sure. So how did, how so did you go about, that pro- you go about it? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, how did I go about it? Um, yeah, how, like, what is the process in writing a book? Uh, the process that I am familiar with, the process that I took, I know that there's different ones, but the process that I took was um, first you have to make sure that the manuscript is completely written. Um, and then what's it, once it's written, you have to find a, a publishing company. Um, this is if you want to go the publishing company route. Um, that's the route that I did just because since it was my first book, I didn't really want, I didn't want any mistakes for errors. And so I really wanted to work with a professional team who knew exactly what they were doing um, in order to get the book out. I know some people choose to go the route of like self-publishing. Um, but once you you write your manuscript, you write what it is, whatever it is that um, the document, the book essentially, um, and then you find your publishing company. So um, I found one publishing company um, through they're called Lynn Cross Publishing and they're um I don't know their names uh it's a a couple called Heather their names are Heather Lindsay and Cornelius Lindsay and I went through them they're a Christian publishing company um but I don't know as far as like what kind of books they publish I can't say oh they only publish Christian I don't know um I think whoever you would have to kind of do more research on what kind of books they publish but pretty much their team handled everything for me I paid them and they um, got everything out. So that was like a lot of stress off of me. Um, and so there are pros and cons. You honestly, you definitely have to figure out what is going to work for with you. Like, are you looking to save money? Then maybe self-publishing might be a better choice. But then again, who, who knows? You kind of just have to do your research and do your math to see what's going to be a cheaper route. So 
what I did was I sent them the manuscript and from there they partnered me with a consultant and that consultant I had uh, talked to them. They're, ba they're actually, they're based out of Georgia too. Um, and so my consultant stayed in contact with me, you know, we talked regularly and through each step, he kind of asked me different questions. Like, how do you want your book cover to be? Um, how do you want it to be designed? How do you want the formatting to be like on the inside of the book? Then they send it off to an editor and they have an editor who looks through the book, then they send it back to you. And then you have to look through to make sure you want to accept the edits or make any additional edits. And pretty much that process can go on. It can vary. It depends on, you know, how much you, how much you want to edit your book. So if your book is already good to go, then, you know, it'll be quite pretty quick. It was a fairly quick process. So I started writing in um, November and I sent it in November when I, you have to call them and then you have to set up, like, I guess, put in an application and everything, but I don't think that they'll start working with you until the book is actually finished. And from the time that I was, I think it took maybe about like three months or so for them to publish it. It was really, really quick. Cool. And honestly, they work as fast as you work. So um, I wanted the book to be published on my birthday, which is February 27th. However, we had some technical difficulties or not technical difficulties, but we just kind of had some difficulties. And so um, the actual book was finalized as of like March. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, they do everything from like the editing, from the designing, they do marketing. Um, they even have it to where you talk with Heather Lindsay or Cornelius Lindsay. Um, but it just depends on what package you select. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the process. Oh, and then they also, they get it copyrighted, uh, help you get it uh, copyrighted. So you, they do all of that for you. How, how much does it cost total? Ooh. <laughs> the book or the process? Ooh, I was like, I was like, damn. The process, the process was, it took, it took, a, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't a cheap process i'm going to be I, honest I with you it wasn't cheap um but you i guess i'm a firm believer yourself, thank you i'm a You're firm welcome. believer in like you pay for what you get so thank you manny like that's how i am so i'm like listen if i don't want nothing cheap i'm not gonna get nothing cheap if i want it to be good you pay I for what you get so all the time I my tip is if yeah because that's I, real pay for like, that's real exactly learned, and that's i've learned i've learned my lesson throughout the years i've been always <laughs> yeah. cheap but I've learned mm -hmm. to say I've learned to say frugal now because I've heard cheap yeah. is kind of like ugly to say. But mm -hmm. I've learned frugal, that yeah. when you when you spend top yeah. dollar for something, you're gonna mm -hmm. get you get what you pay for. Yeah, you get what you pay for. That's why being healthy is so expensive. Being exactly unhealthy exactly is so cheap. You know, and you pay for what you get. I would yeah. I would say go ahead. This it just reminded me of a situation like my mom had posted something on Facebook about how she bought something on like off a wish, and it was like it was like really like a, it was like a really cheap item and it like broke mm -hmm. a few days and I was yeah. like, mom, this is exactly what happens when you go mm -hmm. to wish to buy something. There's not mm -hmm. there's not really anything there that you can verify you're gonna get something of good quality. Right, right. <laughs> so that's that's just what it comes down to. Like you pay for what you get and. Um, honestly, I would just say stay within your means, you know, like I was able to stay within my means at least, but you know, you could always go, go the self-publishing route. And I don't know how much, I don't know how much that would be. I kind of feel like that's still expensive. Either way you go, either way it goes, listen, to make money, you have to spend money. So yeah. that's, that's, that's just kind of how it is. So Damn, it was a good investment. Yeah. I mean, invest, I mean, investing in stocks, you have to spend money to make money. 
Yeah. Right. You yeah, have yeah, to yeah. spend depending, depending on what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just say anybody who is like interested in being a um who's interested in being an author, just start saving money now because at the end of the day, even if you go self-publishing or if you go through a publishing company, you're going to have to pay. That's how you get a book, a book published. Um, and then if you have any questions, honestly, like I'm open to answering, you know, questions. Like you can always message me on like uh, Facebook or Instagram or however. And then if you have any questions, just let me know. Like I'll definitely mm-hmm. would love to help anyone who wants to write a book, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you could just describe your book in maybe one or two sentences of what exactly it is and how the people of Southwest Florida and the United States, everybody around the world could benefit from this book. Hmm. Okay. Um, in two sentences? It could be more than I'm that. I'm real literal. Something, okay. con- something concise. <laughs> something concise. Okay, I'm real literal. So when you say two sentences, I'm like, okay, two sentences. No more than uh, that. No okay, less. It's going to be two paragraphs for Taylor. It's going to be two paragraphs, yeah. really. It needs to be an M- MLA format, please. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a ru- it's a run-on sentence. A run-on oh, sentence. Y'all need too, many, too many commas. <laughs> um, it's just really about, there's three different themes. Um. The first theme is that when God promises something to you, that's why it's called the birthing of a promise because like God told me a while back that, that I would publish a book. Um, but I didn't, not that I didn't believe it, but I was just like, okay, God, when is it going to happen? Um, and so just know that when God promises, gives you a promise, when God tells you that he's going to do something, like he will do it um, at the perfect time. Hence why I said, you know, a Kairos moment because it's an, an appointed time for something to take place. But at the same time with that, I thought that I was waiting on God, but God was waiting on me, you know? And I'm like, okay, God, when am I gonna be out there? Hello, when you start writing? Like, (laughs) you know, it's just that simple. It's just that simple. And so like, that's that's one theme. It's just like, if God has promised you something, if he's promised, hey, listen, man, you're gonna be an entrepreneur, you're gonna be a millionaire, you're gonna have this amount of companies or, you know, whatever he promises, believe him. Um, I've been listening to this song called um, Man of Your Word, and it's by um, Maverick City, and it talks about how God is a man of his word. Like, if he says he's going to do something, he is going to do it, but not nine times out of ten. He's waiting on you to move so that he can do it. Um, The second theme of the book is that suggesting courage um, young entrepreneurs. I know that we have a lot of entrepreneurs in South Florida um whatever god is encouraging you to do to step out on faith and do it to let go of fear let go of self-doubt let go of fear of not being good enough let go of fear of not knowing how to do it whatever excuse it is like just step out and do it and when you do it you'll see results and then the third theme is it just has general encouragement just general encouragement of how to live a christ-centered life so i included a lot of different things that I have overcome um, through my spiritual walk. Um, for example, like uh, just managing your emotions, um, different things from, you know, I talked a little bit about, um, you know, just working on your character, being a person, uh, a person of character and a person of integrity. I talked a lot about just different things that I may have encountered um, through my life and how God has really helped me through it. So those are like the three things that you can find within the book in and, in and of itself. Is that is that um, what we talk about in the book? Is what you talk about also in your um YouTube, in your, in your YouTube page? Um, what was your like question? Th- th- those those topics that you've covered about the book is that we is that what really your YouTube page is mainly about as well? 
Um, not necessarily. My YouTube page is like primarily just to to give people, um, just to help build people spiritually, um, from a mentally, emotionally, psychologically. Um, I just started my channel, so right now I've gone through a series, um, a seven part series. I'm getting ready to upload part seven, but I've gone through a series on just self love and self uh, mm -hmm. self confidence and what it means to like really love yourself and seeing yourself how God sees you. And it's not just it's not just for women, you know, confidence and, and self-esteem, that's for men too. So it's a, a full, you know, full on type thing. No, that, that's dope. That's dope. Like, I, I mm -hmm. really, I really like what you do. I just finished this book on, I'm, I don't know if you um, follow Charlemagne the God. Oh, no. But he, uh, he, he wrote a book. It's called Anxiety mm -hmm. Playing Tricks on Me. And he, and mm. in the book, he talks about the importance of therapy and some stereotypes mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. um, certain races and certain mm -hmm. ethnicities that don't want to go and get therapy because they're so prideful about their culture and all that and they're mm. scared about how people look at them yeah so that's that's I, big mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah charlotte charlamagne the god by the way he's on the breakfast club so now you know. i've never heard of him but that is so true there is a lot of stigma within i can definitely speak within like the, the african-american culture i'm black um and there is I, I don't I guess you can say pride I don't know if it's pride or maybe it can be like ignorance of like not knowing but just the stigma of like culturally like black people have this we pride ourselves in just being like strong you know mm -hmm. we pride mm -hmm. ourselves in being like you know tough also we don't like people in our business you know and so <laughs> when it comes down to having to you know thinking about talking to someone it's almost like taboo it's like okay why what are they going to do for me that I can't do for myself like I'd rather just or some people even think like, hey, I'm just going to go pray about it. And that's why I love that I'm a Christian and I'm a therapist, because I don't think that they're separate from each other. I think that you can definitely pray about it, but there's going to be a time where you need to, you know, go to therapy as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Hispanic, Hispanics are a lot, a lot like that, too. Like, they're just like, mm -hmm. oh, no, therapy was you go put some Vicks on it yeah go mm. put some mm. like, right here like that, that's how that's how that's how it's like yeah relax you know like mm -hmm. for me therapy and all that but I think Absolutely. I think I think we got to break those me personally I think you got to break those stereotypes about mm -hmm. um I, I don't think tradition is is all that great you know because it mm -hmm. creates barriers mm -hmm. amongst yourself sometimes you got to break out of right. your shell and be like you know right. what okay I do need help I do yeah, need to absolutely. go talk to a therapist, you know, and mm -hmm. like, who cares what other people think? Right, but, right. Yeah, in today's day and age, I understand that there's a lot of social media that's how that kind of impacts people's decision and they're scared how mm -hmm. people are look at them. But at the end of the day, man, no one cares about you than yourself. You know, you got to definitely yourself out and it starts with the mentality. Which, which absolutely, which definitely. You preach very well. Yep. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. So Taylor, I know mm -hmm. that you have listened to some of our episodes here, so you're mm -hmm. familiar with the tradition that we have here, speaking of traditions, uh, mm -hmm. for our guests. Every time at the end of our episode, we want our guests to give a toast to Southwest mm -hmm. Florida. So mm -hmm. we're going to ask you for the same thing. Are you ready for that question? Yes. All right. So if you can give a toast to Southwest Florida, what would you like your toast to be? Um, I would give a toast to the entrepreneurs, um, aspiring entrepreneurs, but I really want to give a toast to those who are entrepreneurs, but they just don't know it yet. Or entrepreneurs who don't know, they might not be there yet. And I'm mm -hmm. toasting to you because I believe in you. And I believe that 
once you take that step, once you let go of fear, once you let go of self-doubt, once you stop questioning if you're good enough, once you stop questioning um, if you're right for the job, once you just really stop doubting, um, I'm toasting to you because I, I believe that on the other side, you're going to be victorious and you're going to listen. Once you step out, listen, listen, the world, listen, you're going to, you're going to move mountains and you're going mm-hmm. to change the world. So my toast is to those who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs, but they just don't know how to step out yet. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. And it, ne- it necessarily won't mean like you're going to go and make millions <laughs> of dollars, but you're going to make a good mm-hmm. impact on yourself and on your mentality that can influence other people, you know, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even know until you reach that point that that makes you some um comforted, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, bring, it brings joy to you. Like, Absolutely. You're not going to know that. Right. Find that passion till it's there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. T- uh, Taylor could attest to this. Alan could attest mm-hmm. to this. I could attest to this. Once you step out of your comfort zone and you take mm-hmm. that risk on yourself, we've been preaching it here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Once you go ahead and do that, you're gonna feel so relieved. Relieved. Like that, yeah. Like that weight <laughs> that you're talking about is off mm-hmm. of your back now. Yeah. And you're gonna. You're just gonna know what you're gonna have to do because mm-hmm. everything's gonna fall into place. Like mm-hmm. me and Alan had no idea what the hell we were doing. Um, yeah. And but as soon as we took the steps to like start doing it, things started to mm-hmm. fall into place. And like Absolutely. we catch ourselves, you know, reflecting on that. And we're like, yo, mm-hmm. we started from the bottom, we're like legit. And like, yeah. even though that we're not close to our goals yet, but we mm-hmm. can see that path starting to, you know, come together. And that's super. Definitely. I think the funny thing is, yeah. here's the funny thing about it though, um, is that a lot of people think, hey, you know, once I'm not afraid, then I'll do it then I'll move but the truth is like once you do it then you won't be afraid because as you move forward it's like the chains that's why you feel relieved afterward because it's like Mm -hmm. the chains that were holding you back for so long have literally fell off and Mm so don't wait until you're not afraid anymore to start moving like Mm -hmm. do it while you're afraid because in your moving you're going to experience the freedom you know to continue and to you know be persistent and do you know do whatever it is that you know you want to do thanks well Taylor, said, where can well said, Taylor, where can our listeners and watchers find you on social media? Um, you can find me on my public. I have a public Facebook page uh, called Taylor C Grant. My Twitter is Taylor C Grant with an underscore. Uh, underscore. I have Instagram. Um, it's all Taylor C Grant, and then I have <laughs> a YouTube channel which is Taylor C Grant. So Taylor C Grant. Where can, they, where, can, where can they get your book and can you hold it up for us please yeah this is the book um you can get it from amazon it is on amazon now um so it's 15 dollars. you can get it straight from amazon Dope. and then you yeah, have, I'll, you I'll, have I'll, a, do you have an audiobook i don't have an audiobook i do have the ebook um okay. i will be also planning kind of uh i'll be planning a book signing shortly soon so if you want to purchase your book there i'll have more details on that Awesome. Dope. Awesome. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get that book for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely curious to see what messages you bring. Cause I really love what you bring to the table and what you're doing for people out now. Like, especially after me reading that Charlemagne book, like mm-hmm. got me really interested to seeing how, like a, from a therapist's point of view, mm-hmm. how um, to approach different situations, you know, cause even within mm-hmm. myself, um, Nick, I think you could attest to this as well that, you know, I got doubts too. I got, I got many doubts on how, this podcast is going to be, you know, um, portrayed to other people and how it's going to progress. Is it even going to progress? 
um, you know, and what I kind of want to do later in my life as well. You know, I'm not there yet. You know, and Nick said that earlier. Um, you know, we're still, you know, not close to our goals, you know, and mm-hmm, even though mm-hmm. it, it might seem on camera that we're okay, you know, um, <laughs> and, and I feel good. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not depressed, but, you know, I do have doubts too, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. it's normal to have doubts mm-hmm. and it's okay mm-hmm. to accept that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Taylor, we appreciate the time you took to interview with mm-hmm. us and to be mm-hmm. on our podcast. Like we really appreciate mm-hmm. it. We yeah. want to, we wish you nothing but the best of luck and to mm-hmm. keep fighting the good fight out in the front lines with the people of Southwest Florida, helping mm-hmm. them get their mental right, get their spirituality right and get their focus back to where it needs to be, which mm-hmm. is on themselves and their faith. So we appreciate you. Definitely. And I definitely want to thank you guys for allowing me to be a part of the show. Um, This is just a positive, positive movement. movement. Like when you guys first started, I was like super hyped. And to see you guys like still going is like awesome and being persistent and being consistent, not letting, you know, coronavirus stop you from like doing certain things is awesome. So I'm just grateful. Thank you for allowing me to have the opportunity to be on the show and talk with you guys. That means a lot to us. No, really, we don't take it for granted. We really appreciate Mm -hmm. that, Taylor. All right. Mm-hmm. Episode 15 in the books. You already know. In the books. It is Toast to the Goodfellas. We out. Peace.